Welcome to the Grace Happens Here podcast. I'm Pastor Michael Diner. This week, the church celebrates the confession of Peter. When Peter confessed Jesus to be the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus responded, saying, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That rock-solid confession continues to be the sure foundation of the Lord's church. Now, there's a story of a little girl and her mother who were looking through a magazine one day, and the little girl spotted a picture of Jesus. And her mother, seeing an opportunity for a little lesson, said, Do you know who that is? And the little girl answered her, Of course, Mommy. He goes to our church. While Jesus certainly goes to our church, Peter's confession makes things even more clear. Jesus Christ himself is the church, and he's also the builder of his church. And we look in the, the context of, of Peter's confession, and we see that, that Jesus uh, had taken his disciples to the northernmost part of Canaan, the region of Caesarea Philippi. And he had spent almost three years teaching the twelve disciples, and he knew his time with them was now short. So he withdraws with them for a time of prayer and teaching to prepare the disciples for his suffering and his death. And he asks his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? It's also important to know in the context here that uh, Caesarea Philippi was known for its temples of Syrian Baal worship. It was considered the place of origin for the great god of nature, Pan. It boasted a white marble temple built by Herod the Great in honor of the divinity of the Roman Caesar. And so really, there's no doubt for a very important reason that Jesus chose this place to ask his disciples, Who am I? And the disciples responded with four answers they had heard among different people. First, they said some believed that he was John the Baptist. Herod Antipas had beheaded John the Baptist, and he was haunted by the idea that Jesus of Nazareth was John returned from the dead. And secondly, some said that uh, Jesus was Elijah, the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. And Malachi had said of Elijah, See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. And that's why when Jews observed the annual Passover meal, they left a vacant chair and still do for Elijah. When he comes, they believed the Messiah would not be far behind. And thirdly, some believed that Jesus was Jeremiah. At the time of the exile, he was said to have hidden the ark and the altar of incense in the remote region of Mount Nebo. It was believed that he would return before the Messiah comes to bring them back. Now lastly, there are those who said he was just one of the prophets, prophets sent to prepare the way for the Messiah. And those answers uh, didn't necessarily make the grade there because they just saw Jesus as an ordinary man uh, or a great prophet, but still just a man. But Jesus, ans Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? And it's Peter that answers Jesus saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that, of course, is the right answer. Jesus truly is the Christ, the Son of God. And the word Christ is Greek for the Hebrew word Messiah. It means the anointed one. 
the anointed one by the Holy Spirit to be God's instrument to save his people. You know, in today's world, Jesus' question still is answered with a variety of responses. A lot of people will say that Jesus is just a historical man, and others will say that Jesus was just a prophet or a good teacher. But the truthful confession of his church must remain strong. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded to Peter's confession there with these words, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And that's the first time that the word church occurs in the Bible. The word in Greek is ecclesia, which literally means called out. That word ecclesia or church is used in the rest of the New Testament for people who come to faith in Jesus Christ and follow his teaching. Everyone who confessed Jesus as Lord was part of that fellowship of believers, which was the church. The church that Jesus said, I will build. Now, Jesus referred to the church as a building which he would build and nothing could destroy it. He himself would be the foundation, the chief cornerstone. On that foundation stands each Christian as a living stone in that building. Jesus says, this is my church. It's built on him. And Jesus here uses a little play on words. Peter, in Greek, is a masculine word, petros. Rock is a feminine word, petra. Jesus did not say that he would build his church on the person of Peter. And that's a, a good thing. Uh, Pastor Will Whedon, in his book, Celebrating the Saints, uh, says this. And it's a good thing, too. Recall that right after making his confession, Peter tries to rebuke his Lord for saying he must go to Jerusalem to die. Jesus then rebukes Peter. No, the church is founded upon the truth that the Heavenly Father put into Peter's mouth that day in Caesarea Philippi. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That confession saves the one who believes it. The ministry of that confession is indeed the very rock on which Christ continues to build his church. And before that confession, hell's gates still tremble. But Jesus says that he will build his church on the rock, Petra, that is the truth that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, this is my church. It is and will continue to be built on him, on the forgiveness of sins which he has earned, on the peace with God that he has achieved through his very life, death, and resurrection. And while the church began with 3,000 baptized on Pentecost and grew by leaps and bounds after that, the, con the church continues to grow today, even though we don't always see it grow or don't always maybe see it grow the way that we'd like. We may even wonder why it doesn't grow when we witness to someone for weeks and months and maybe even years and don't see any results. But the results, the conversions, the growth, those are all things that we leave to Jesus. We leave them to Jesus because he's the one that says, I will build my church. As Jesus builds his church, he gives us the assurance that nothing, absolutely nothing, can destroy it. He told the disciples that the gates of hell will not overcome it. What Jesus is saying is that all the powers of evil, 
even death itself cannot prevail against his church. Certainly those are some very comforting words to us. Comforting words as we are daily assaulted by the devil, by our sinful flesh, and by the world around us. At times, they may threaten to crumble us and leave us in ruins, but then we remember those wonderful words of Jesus, nothing can destroy my church. We are his church. Through his forgiveness, grace, and mercy, we are strengthened to face all the assaults of this world. Jesus said, I will build my church. How will they build it? We're told later on in the text where Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom to you, Peter, to all apostles and to all Christians. The key which has the power to open and close the doors of the kingdom of heaven is the forgiveness of sins. That's how the church is built. People receive the Lord's forgiveness and they become members of his church. Then they live in forgiveness, nourished in the faith by word and sacrament as they continue to grow in Christ. There's another story told of a pastor who was canvassing an area to start a new mission church. And on each call, he began by introducing himself and then saying, we plan to start a new Lutheran church in this area. Are you interested? And one grouchy old man responded to that question by asking Lutherans, what are they against? And the pastor uh, was shook so much by that that he vowed to always be ready to tell what Lutherans were for rather than just what they were merely against. So as Lutherans who certainly confess along with, with Peter that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, it's my prayer that as a part of Christ's church that we would be able to confess everything that we are for. That we are for the work of Christ. That we are for the forgiveness of sins. And that we would always be eager to offer and share the forgiveness of sins as the key to the kingdom of heaven. And in doing so, be Jesus' instruments in building his church.